Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, you're listening to Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare. The podcast for the mother who is flying by the sea to her sexy pants. Her what pants? Sexy pants. Oh, sexy pants? What was that? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Sexy <laughs> pants. Hosted by myself, Tamara Linky, and the wonderful Chanel Franklin. Hey, look, episode five, we are talking the role of playing wifey because we don't wear enough hats being a mum, being a friend, being a work colleague, being a whatever. you got to wear the hat of wifey too. Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare. Hang on, did you say your name's Shandog? Are no. You, Shandog. No, I, I didn't like say Shandog. That. I didn't say that. Why can't we? Oh, yes. Can that be you? No. I know. Oh. Shannon T. T? Shannon T. Shannon T. It sounds, like, it sounds like something you drink. Can I have a Shannon T? Thank you. Yeah. Or Shandy. A Shandy. A Shandy. Anyway, we're just warming up, aren't we? We're warming up for this <laughs> we're podcast. We're warming up for the podcast. Can you imagine if we were like two fat blokes? <laughs> From England, doing a podcast. Talking like that. They'd love it. Wouldn't you love that sound in your ears? Two big fat blokes talking about mother's stuff, you'd tell them to jog <laughs> with that, on. <laughs> but that's... But really sincerely, maybe they're single dads and they have all of this yeah, but wisdom. but then they should be talking about their dad things. Okay. This episode is... Wifey. 
But this is a good episode. I like it, Chanel. Yeah, it's a great episode. It is playing the role of wifey too. Playing the role of wifey as well. As well as what? As well as being a mum, being a friend, being yourself, everything. So obviously we are the grade A multitaskers, but it also gets a bit much sometimes. So what I'm saying is how does your relationship with your partner fit into you being a mum? Because it does change. It yeah, does change. It does completely. Relationship with your partner, fit in with them. You've got to make time for them, don't you? And for time for each other. How Ooh, do you? And yeah. how do you do that when you've got kids? Yeah, hanging and, off and you. little ones especially. It's funny because when my sister and I moved out of home. I said to my mum, she goes, oh, dad's here all the time. He's doing the shopping now. He's getting under my feet, all this sort of stuff. I don't know why I'm talking Aussie because my mum's Scottish. But anyway, (laughs) so my mum said to me, she's found it quite interesting that when my dad retired, she retired first then my dad retired and they're suddenly spending all this time together. She's like, your dad's getting under my feet. So annoying. Now, yeah. (laughs) And she's like, I wish I'm just trying to push him out to his shed to do some manly stuff out there because she goes, I just need some time to myself. He's like, you know, everywhere I look. And I said, Mum, you've actually never spent this much time with Dad in your entire life. I said, you were dating each other in separate houses. You never lived together before you got married. When you did get married, you both worked. And then you had kids, me. Mm-hmm. And then Dad worked all the time. And because my mum was a stay-at-home mum, my dad worked like six days a week, constantly working. Mm. And then when my sister and I were old enough, my mum got a job. And then they were working and then my mum retired, my dad's still working and now he's retired. Now they're together all the time. Shit, they don't know what to do with themselves. No. Bless. And I said, you've actually got to work out again how to be in be a together, yeah. reconnect. Yeah. That's really because good. Because you've never been that close before. So I feel like these it does people, take some time. people like that, Chanel, who retire, should do an activity together. They need to kind of step out the comfort zone. Yeah, it's not yeah. just living. What kind of activity? Like Learn to dancing, knit together? Anything. Oh, my you know dad's what I mean? got two left feet. Drive anything. My crazy. But even just the getting out in a different yes. context. Yes. Surely, different scenery, break it up. Absolutely. Come on, that's a word Um, for retirees. My point being, (laughs) she says, my point is... Relationships can be different at each flag point, you know what I mean? In your life, along the timeline. That's correct. Yes, of course. So what we're talking about now is when you have young children, majoritively. So I've got a friend of mine who's actually a psychologist, so I'm not going to make this stuff up. It, It came from her. I said to her, look, give me all your wisdom on why it's different for relationships in this day and age. Why do some of us find it so hard? Mm. She said, well, okay, over a savvy blank. Here's the... Did, here's you, the say, sorry, did you say savvy blank? I did. Oh, do you know I only heard that? that term? No, I only heard that term a couple of years ago. Someone goes, how about the old savvy B? We can recommend that well, I one. I say savvy B. Oh, it's closed though. I but I've blonk. gone, oh, I've never heard I like the word blank. <laughs> anyway, savvy blank. <laughs> Because we all know people going around France saying Blanc, <laughs> don't they, Chanel? Anyway, what was her first hot tip? First Sav- hot tip, Sav- give it to me. You say it then in French. Okay. How would you say it? Savignon Blanc. Oh, okay, right, beautiful. In that disgusting time. <laughs> you are disgusting. Hot tip numero un from the psychologist. So they say many years ago on a daily basis, women were surrounded by other women to meet their emotional needs and men were surrounded by men at work. They each know how each other are wired. They say often that women understand each other mm-hmm. better than men understand women and, and vice versa. Men sure. understand men better. So it goes back to the Stone Age when women stayed at home or they stayed in the, ca- the cave. <laughs> when men stayed at home in the Stone Age, oh, they're just watching Netflix. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Great psychologist. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> These were my notes on her. 
Your trying interpretation. To remember. Correct. Yes. So when the women were staying in the cave um, that was surrounded by other women and men went out with other men hunting, gathering. They True. S- they spent a lot of time together. So yeah. Basically, it goes also back to the man, the man cave in the shed thing. Where men go somewhere, they debrief after their day before they came home to their wives. Yes. They're around a species that understand them and shared what they went through. Yeah. So now women are working, coming home and still trying to be mums. So quite a lot of them um, and quite a lot of men now um, don't go out for drinks after work. They come straight home. They go from the office straight home to see their partners and kids and often do their brain dump or their office download oh on their wives. Life. They do, don't they? Yeah, they do. So, so no time to stop up at the pub because if you go to the pub every night, that well, you can't. You're do a bit that. of an average bloke. If you do that, you should be coming home helping. It's a bit knob like. No, no time to stop off at the pub because kids um, need to be put to bed. Um, you need to help out because the women um, aren't surrounded by women all day anymore. They're at work. They're yeah. at work. And you don't have, like we talk about often, the village. You don't have the aunts and uncles exactly in our culture right. where they're helping you out. So women are now, ex- here's this, this is a good line, ready? Women are now expected to work as if they don't have children and parent as if they don't work. Yeah. You get that? Where does that put you, you know? So that puts you. <laughs> so you're meant to be an awesome mum, not having your head in the clouds when you're with your kids thinking about deadlines um, or worried about work or when you're at work, you're not meant to be worried about your kids that are at daycare, the ones that clung to your leg before you left. You're yeah. meant to have this switch off all the time. You're not doing this this one thing. So I feel like the pressure is different for men. That's right. I feel like there is a lot more work heavy. They're they're working, working, working. They're coming. They're coming yep. home. Like you said, they're brain dumping. They're We've brain dumping. Either been at work or with kids, but we're primarily we're kind of driving the whole kid thing from from that perspective. Absolutely. And we're kind of we're making the managing decisions. the bloke. Yep, we're doing all yeah. of that. So men need to download, um, and the only listening ears that are available is that of their wife or partner. And these women need to be emotionally and mentally available to support their partners when that once was a man's job. Yes, that's true. Should we get our blokes out there a bit more hanging out with their mates? Maybe it's like, you know, they need to go for a run instead of going to the pub. Something, something. something. They they need to do this download thing. So plus to be a mum, you've got to be a worker, you've got to be a housekeeper, you've got to be a friend, whatever else we can throw under that label. So here's another quick digress. A man once said to my psychologist friend, I love my wife, she's my best friend, but we hardly ever have sex. Mm-hmm. Right? That's another thing you're going to do on the list, right? That's right. <laughs> and and she came back and said, well, she's not your best friend and who has to listen to all your troubles and bear all your burdens. That's too much pressure for one person. So you're not a counsellor, you're not a workmate, you're a wife. We're asking one person to provide us what an entire village used to provide. Oh, do you know that's quite controversial, that opinion that you're a wife, you're not the best friend? Because a lot of people would argue the other side of that. And I would, and I did, because I said, Dan is my best friend. And she said to me, well, no, he can't be all these things. He can't be your best friend. He needs to be your husband and you need to know that that you, well, you need to download on your friends. You know, the guys need to have their guy time and need to have their support, need to have their outlet away from their partners being that sole responsibility sure. to listen to So what that. does that mean for a marriage or a, sort of a relationship, I should say, between between two people? Yeah. Like what does that leave for the marriage in regards to what do you do? What do you do? If you've – say you're – okay, so you've gone back to that whole – the bloke's downloaded on his mates, you've talked to your girlfriends in the day, you come back home, what do you talk about? Well, you talk about things together. You might – that didn't really answer your question, did I? <laughs> 
put bad things together. Yeah, like yeah, but other things. Boiled you know, eggs and fun yeah, things. Yeah, you might talk about <laughs> something. Else. You don't just have to have that initial moment of brain dump where you're just letting off some steam, let's say, from mm-hmm. whatever your day's been to the first person you see after the office. That's all I mean. Sure. So he could yeah. come home and say, or she could come home and say, oh, I had, a, I had an awful day, the boss has grinded my gears, da, da 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 and the wife's gone, okay, okay. And I'm thinking about my boss who is stressing me out at the moment and the kids are screaming, they're running around, they haven't seen us all day, so they're acting out a little bit. You know, dinner's a bit of a disaster. All these things that's going on, Yeah, it didn't used to be like that. It so, was a bit light on. Like you could come home and it was a place maybe you felt you could. Yeah. Now it's time for us to relax that's after right. the debrief and the yeah. crazy. So what yeah. I'm trying to say is it's there's no real recipe to fix this, but I think being mindful of yeah. this takes the pressure off yourself. So your partner might do something else that helps him download, whether it is a run or the gym or, or something, I don't know, but something, you might read a book and then you have your time, but there's got to be that level of understanding and communication so you're not just do, having to fill all these roles for one person. Yes. Because it can weigh a bit heavy. Agreed. That's why I really encourage doing what I like to call extracurricular activities, yeah. but doing stuff for yourself. That's right. Whatever that happens to be. Outside your work, outside your kids, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. If that's a knitting class, if that's going to the whatever. gym with a friend or same with blokes doing that, whatever, because you need that to fulfill that part of you. And and I think it makes you a happier person when you do oh, come back into that hugely, crazy. Hugely. You know, yeah, then you're not just talking about the same thing day in, day out, work, work, kids, what do the kids do? What are we having for dinner? Yeah. Have you done the shopping? Have you paid the bills? What about that other thing? Like it's All just that constant. M- mundane, monotonous. On the treadmill of life, stuff. lady. Yeah. There's actually um, another point on the communication bandwagon that this psychologist friend. So we're really calling this psychologist person. Can we give her a name? Just because you keep saying right, psychologist okay. friend. So we, we made up a, a name a couple of episodes ago for a bloke that... Yes. Okay, maybe, maybe he was Ron. She can be Rhonda. Okay, Rhonda. Help me, Rhonda. Rhonda, help, oh, help me, Rhonda. So Rhonda said... Rhonda said that when she comes home from her job, she leaves her shoes outside because another psychologist, is these psychologists all helping each other oh, far out. Not giving anyway, us any hot tips for free. Yeah, except no, until now. Except until now, over a savvy blonde. Anyway, so she's standing <laughs> You can see Tamara's face. She's absolutely Do not say disgusting. savvy blonde. Yeah, go on. Um, she leaves her shoes outside because what she does for a living, she takes on a, pe- a lot of people's problems Mm-hmm. And a lot of people's emotions and, and energy, right? So she sure. feels a bit heavy at the end of the day. And some days can be heavier than others. She loves her job, but it can but it can be a bit heavy some down. days. So what she does is leaves her shoes outside. So when her husband comes home, if he sees the shoes outside, he knows it's been a day and she just needs a moment to, you know, he comes inside fine, but he just understands what has been on her plate without her even having to say a word. Right, so he knows how to yeah. enter the house. Does she sometimes also put a red ribbon on the door <laughs> if she's got a man inside? Honey, don't come in. <laughs> the pool cleaner's here and yeah. uh, I need about 10 minutes. Yeah, Carlos is here. <laughs> Carlos is here <laughs> with Aronda to, to service the pool. <laughs> Maybe you're servicing me, but you will know by the red ribbon on the door. And also I have had a shit Charles day. Why is she also Spanish? <laughs> I just say. She's not. She's with a not name like Rhonda, Carlos. she is not Rhonda Spanish. is not, but maybe Carlos. she gets all excited and talks like that. Yeah, yeah, she Anyway, does. so Rhonda leaves the play. shoes out. I, I love that idea. So, yeah, she leaves the shoes outside so that he understands that she's had a bit of a day and might need some space, some leeway, something. Doesn't need to talk about it, just an, a bit of an understanding. So I think that's yeah. good. 
Key Dog, what sparks an argument between you and Kai? Oh, my gosh. Usually it's something crap like yep, the dishes. I and I don't say that, blah, ha, the dishes, but it actually is. No joke. Mm-hmm. It's like something like, come on, I've, I made the dinner. Usually we'll do like a whoever made the dinner, usually the person who didn't has to clean up. Yeah, I agree right? with that. Most That's of the time. Fair. Unless someone's under the pump, they're like, I've got to do this thing. And we discuss it. We communicate. Don't worry, honey. I'll do all of it. Go do, do that thing. Dishes. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's when you've got stuff built up for whatever Absolutely. reason. And it could be the end of the week and everything's gone to shit. Or it could just be a Monday. Or it could just be, <laughs> yeah, a Monday or your period or yeah. a, whatever it is. Whatever. And it's something that breaks the camel's back, mm-hmm. right? And so you end up screaming at them over something like the dishes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Would you Do you think it's the same thing for oh, you, domestic totally. stuff? Yep. I'm someone that goes a bit nutso over the kids being asleep. So I was like right into – not the sleep training, but but yes, the sleep training because I was like, I need my children to sleep through. I need please, my sleep back, yes. please. So there'd be a moment where they'd go to bed at seven and then around the 10.30 mark, they'd be in a light sleep phase. Yeah. So Dan would go down the hallway and he'd be on his phone as he's walking down the hallway, but he'd be trying to tiptoe. But because he's on his damn phone reading sport probably – he stepped on the floorboards. I've got some creaky floorboards oh, in my it's house. Where's the floorboards? And I get, I'm like, you know where they are. And he's like, <laughs> you do know where they are. You know where the creaks are. <laughs> and we have had full blown Barneys based on a, a creaky floorboard because you know what he's done. And half the time oh, it hasn't God. woken the children, but sometimes it has. Oh, and then you hear this, Daddy. And you're like, Oh, you don't you hear, hear Daddy. You hear, Wah. And oh, you're just crying. like, uh. But when Ollie was little and I was trying to teach him to connect his sleeps up um, because it is one of those things you have to teach some kids. I had to teach both my kids. They didn't just sleep through, unlike yours. (laughs) Quick kick under the table. A lady. (laughs) So Dan was walking down the hallway once again on his phone reading sport and he farted. (laughs) And I heard it on the baby monitor because I was in the other room. What kind of fart was it? Like a loud one? Like a little cute. A trumpet. It Trumpeter. Was a, well, yeah, with a bit more guts to it anyway. He, <laughs> he farted and I've gone, you're kidding me. He's actually gone down the hallway and let one rip. I normally would laugh at that because I find that quite funny. I did, what I didn't find funny is that he woke our son up in the process. Oh. And then I walked down the hallway. You know, you can taste it because it stinks. So like, oh, for God's sake. So that sparked another Barney because I was ready to kill him but do you, for that. But do you usually, after a, a bit of angry, sometimes if you get angry at the other person's farts, do you then end up laughing but almost well, angry and crying at the same time because yeah. it's so ridiculous? Well, he kind of went from one <laughs> thing to another, but I did afterwards laugh because I literally had a full-blown argument. We didn't go – we weren't speaking that <laughs> night. We did the old rollover and a hmm, – And he farted. the covers. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did, the old rollover. I actually love doing I, that I, just I, for fun and then waiting. You know, there's that pause. You go, good night, good night. Then there's silence. And then I, all you hear is this giggle like. <laughs> do you do what? Yeah, and then you hear um, like me giggling in the silence and Kai goes, what? <laughs> and I'm like, nothing. And then five, five seconds later. Whoa! <laughs> what was that? And then more you laughter. You smell like rotten eggs. More laughter. Oh, no. So wrong. I actually, Dan gets more cross at me when I do that, but when he does it, he finds it really funny. He's like, you've got to be kidding. Because he's English. And he's disgusted in me that I've done that. And he's all like, oh. But I like to do the, the little <laughs> one that goes. Oh, this is sick. They're the worst smelling ones. And then it creeps Silent up. but deadly. 
And even if it hasn't crept up, I might just fluff the covers, get it up. But how funny is it that we still find this, no matter how often it happens, hilarious. It's like almost there's something in the gas that (laughs) makes you laugh because you'd think the joke would be old by now. It's the sound. It's totally the sound. It's not the smell. The smell is absolutely horrible. The smell is funny too. It's the fact. It's like when you go past the car. You know when you go past the Coorong, it has that fart smell? Yeah. yeah. it's like that. You go, oh, it makes you laugh. And you have to excuse yourself every time. Was it me? Was it's it me? It's the Coorong. It's stinky, Everyone stinky. It's room. Yeah. Um, another thing <laughs> that really sparks an argument between Dan and I, he has invented something called a floor drobe. I've named it that. What's that? It's very simple. He leaves his clothes on the floor. They're oh. not in the wardrobe. They're on the floor. So it's a floor drobe. Oh. It, it's not necessarily dirty ones. It's clean ones. But He's just taken them off and oh. chucked them there. Loves a good pile of clothes. Are they like teenagers? Because Kai does the same thing. And I'll be like, is this clean or not? And I've once got so upset. I was sniffing everything on the floor, including <laughs> undies. Got my nose right in there. I'm like, is this dirty Jesus. or not? I'm washing all this stuff mm. for no reason. Rewashing stuff that does not need and to I be washed. And I can't deal with any more washing Just than's already happening. Just put it in the hamper happening. thing. Put yeah. it in the freaking hamper. Say, I even said to Dad, you like a basketball, shoot a hoop, shoot it in there. Nah, on the damn floor. So we have had multiple arguments about floor drive. Yeah. But the other thing on a little bit more serious note is the fact that I, I feel like sometimes we speak different languages because I'm majoritarily the carer for my babies, yes. same as you, mm. and Dan goes to work full-time in an office, same as Kai. Yeah. So I feel sometimes that I can't even explain what I do during the day because I just do so many things that I can't even explain it. So we've often had discussions, arguments, whatever, on the fact of me feeling misunderstood but how can he possibly when he doesn't do the job I do and I don't do the job he does? So Dan's thing is he's got the pressure of our livelihoods on his shoulders that he's sure. there to, pro- to provide. Pay and the mortgage, pay the bills. All that, all that, yep. And I'm like you don't know what it's like to repeat yourself 100,000 times a day mm-hmm. to have you cook this vat of food, of healthy food and the fact that it gets launched across the room. The fact that the dog might come and, you know, eat all of Ollie's food because he's fed the dog the food and then the dog's been sick or something. I don't know. It's just things. It is. And I I I find it so hard to communicate that. I think they don't really understand it, even though they sometimes think they do when they babysit Mm. their own kids Mm. for a day or two. Um, Or an hour. Or an hour. They're like, no, but I do it too. I get it. It's like, no, because it starts when you you impregnate me. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't ever get a chance to make up that sleep, you know, or from recover from it whether it's time of the month or pregnancy hormones or breastfeeding hormones no they can't turn off and i've explained to dan i don't have control of my body at the moment i'm feeling out of control of my emotions and my body look at my boobs i need to roll Everything. them up bull clip them together yeah, like bull. we said yeah <laughs> keep them up i don't know keep what's up. going on with those babies but, but yeah it's a big thing it's a big thing and i find it really difficult to explain i've thought one day do i write this down and <gasps> lady I, thought, I don't know what to write down. i wrote it down once i wrote it down i got a, a notepad and I did hype, like little hyphen dot points of all the things I did, boring, mundane things yep. to show it to Kai. And, and I read it out loud like it was a presentation. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, oh, yeah. Like it didn't really have any impact. Yeah, you like, but it, it was more for, actually for me to look at all the things I do in the day yeah. from every little thing, from when you're bending down to pick up that other thing that needs to go there and then on the way you're brushing your teeth, you're multitasking, you're all these freaking... things, but it's even when not it's multitasking, but also having to do things when you've got to 
tantrum being thrown a few times a day or they're going through some kind of milestone or they want to do is be held all day and your hip's absolutely killing you. It's all those little things as well. That's true. And I think before you have kids, you think, yes, I can see it's hard. You've got to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, right, all the way to Z. Yeah, yeah. But that's fine because, I'll, you know, I'll play. it's planned but it's not planned no. there's no plan no nope. it, 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 each moment is just going to be ruined and destroyed by some like you said a tantrum or whatever yep. it is someone hurts themselves so it's never gonna go how you want it to go yep. it'd be great if we could just do that that was our routine there's no routine there's no routine i like to think there is but loose loosely based it's a loosely based routine <laughs> i find that's the, probably the most trickiest things that dan and i go through is the fact that i find We communicate really well, but that takes work. Oh, yeah. I have to force that, meaning like I say, and you talk about this, and often after we've had an argument, he'll say, just talk to me. Just talk to me. Tell me how you're feeling. Or I'll say the same thing because he's had pressure on his shoulders from work or whatnot, and it's literally been about a lack of communication or feeling like, he does not know what it's like to be a mum in this age. Yeah. I'm his download person. I'm, you know, everything like that. Yeah. And that can weigh heavy. So, yeah, it, it often does spark disagreements or some kind of frustration out of the littlest things. Kai like cut, leaving the dishes, God, yeah. cuts his hair right. He gives himself a little so buzz di- cut. And he'll kind of, okay, he does this a lot. He does this with sweeping up. He'll sweep up the hairs in the little dustpan. Instead of taking that dustpan with the hair to the bin, he leaves it in the corner of the bathroom he does with it. the hair in the dustpan, oh, which is disgusting. See, I'd be. And he does the same thing with sweeping the floor. He'll just sweep it to a corner and leave it there. And, yeah. I'm, and I look at it. You with my fin- eyeballs you gotta, you gotta bulging. Finish, you gotta finish that job. I'm like, what, why is that 95% there? Yeah, you're so close. You're so close. <laughs> just suck it up. Just put it in the bin. Just like, get your back and clean it all. Just scoop oh, bin. Lady, scoop bin. I will sit there going, how long will, for hours, maybe days, going, yeah. when's it going to happen? When's he going to notice that that might need to not be there? So ha- so here you could be in a, a really poopy mood one day or you're coming down with something you don't feel very good and then you see that in the corner and that is your cherry on top to go kaboom, <sighs> isn't it, really? Disgusting. And then you feel like you've totally overreacted. Yeah. During the COVID isolation times, we didn't spend any time away from our partners. We were locked oh, at home. You were. I didn't have to be, which was lucky. Why? Oh, because Kai works by himself mostly. Oh, so he did. Yeah, he could yeah, just yeah. go. To oh no, no. Th- yeah. Dan came and decided to set yeah. up shop on the kitchen table, uh, which with was, the kids, and he thought that yeah, would work. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> video calls in the background. I'm locking myself either outside or in the playroom, and kids don't want to be in oh one God, place for an hard, hour. Lady, are it you was, serious? It was. He, hang on. He was the one who had run of most of the house and you with the kids only had the playroom Well, we didn't outside. know where. So this, this is quite <gasps> funny because we had nowhere else to Dan, sit. Dan, got a word for you. <laughs> have a little conversation with Dan about this. So Should this, we go in lockdown again? So got something to say. Well, this is what he did. So he got pissed off one day, went out to his shed and was knocking around. I hear banging, I hear drilling. Next thing you know, he's made himself a little desk. Right. Right. And he's gone and set himself up in our bedroom. Bless him. So boring. In the corner because as well you've got to be in a decent enough area of the house to get the internet. Yes. As well, right? Oh, okay. We had space outside but then the router doesn't go out there. So anyway, cut a long story short – he, was, he has now set up in the bedroom. So being in isolation with two children that are homes, Ollie was too little to be, to be oh. in school. But anyway, 
doing everything from home. Yep. We weren't leaving each other's site except for me going to Coles and literally putting on a hazman suit to go there and then coming home. Did you really put <laughs> no, that on? No, no. I did wear a mask a few times. I me was too. I was laughing. Do I, people look at you I funny? Yeah, they do. I, I did that twice and people looked at me and that was, yeah. in, the, that was in the brink of it. That was crazy. Yeah, town. I was like, did. I should be wearing a mask. Yeah, everyone should be. So I was like... Oh, and because you can, you can't really smile with a mask on. It's a bit no, weird. You, so look, you look like you're angry constantly. Yeah, with mask, mask face, mask face, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, we'd had one of these days where. Uh, the kids were driving me crazy. It was damn. We hadn't left each other's side. I snapped. I just kind of went. Bah! I just gave him a verbal verbal spray over something, and he's kind of taken himself off to the room with his makeshift desk and sat there and shut the door. <laughs> Five minutes have passed, and I thought. I feel a bit bad. I probably probably should go and see if he's okay. I didn't in the need, corner. He's in the yeah, corner. he sat in the corner with his hands on his head. I just didn't need to react that way. But I was just annoyed. I just reached my point and I've gone. But anyway, went up to the room door and went. Boom boom. Do you want to build a snowman? Oh, you're disgusting. <laughs> Did you seriously do that? Oh, you're a sicko. All right, our bikes are down the hall. Oh, my gosh. Lady, stop seeing that right now. Did you really? I did. Oh, oh I God. heard this, this <laughs> silence in there, right? And the next Was thing, he, And then vomiting, right? No, no, no. Oh, he goes, in the waste paper basket. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, go away, Shan. And I went, okay, bye. <laughs> She's like, he's yeah, like. Open the door. She's finally cracked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, losing my. Flipping mind, just staying in the four walls of my husband and two children, <laughs> who I love the most in the whole entire world, but I was ready to turf him out. That's it. Yeah. Oh, Lady. dear. Oh, that's <laughs> tough times. Are you st- is he still working from home? No, no, no. Desk? He's back. He's good. He's back. But you know what? Just as he went back to work, I feel like we found a system of how to do all this. You coordinated it. You we got coordinated it. We were good. It was just trying to find our feet of where he could sit because we didn't have a study. Yes. And whatever. Anyway, that's what I mean about things sparking arguments and things being really tricky about, again, I don't spend that much time with Dan that was what I did during COVID. Yeah. He's at work all day. He wasn't home all day, you know, around the house and things like that. It's crazy. You're spending way too much time with your partner. There's job pressures. There's pressures of children because they're not understanding what's what's going on. It's it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. tough. So, yeah, it's it's almost like owning that. Uh, Like Dan said to me a few times, we can't change this. This is what's happening. We just have to work together. So fitness was what saved me during that time. Oh, really? And I was at home doing it. So I'd go outside. Well, my gym was doing little videos. Oh, yeah. And look, I felt so sorry for the gym owners because that was their livelihood too. True. So I was like, I'm trying to want to help them because they're awesome people. Anyway, that was what saved me. So if I got to the end of the day and I was like, I've reached my peak, I'm going outside doing a little workout. And Dan would then take over daddy duties and either put them to bed or I'd come in and we'd put them to bed together and then we'd cook, whatever. So we had a system. That's what yeah, I mean. It was working. And then he went back to work. I and was like, oh, shit. What's amazing how we adapt, <laughs> though. We adapt to our circumstances as humans, mm. as we have through COVID. I mean, you know, look at us. Look at us. Now we're speaking in microphones. Yeah, which, yeah. By the are. way, I should have Glenn 20 that, but I didn't. I think sometimes we have this idea of what either a perfect family is meant to look like or how we envisaged it to look like for ourselves. Yes. Going down the line. I mean, it can be tricky 
everyone seems to still want this white picket fence with your children and your partner and that, that sometimes doesn't cut the mustard. Well, I went to some display homes on the weekend and I imagined that and I felt a little bit um, Stepford wife-ish. Yeah, totally. I don't know about that bubble. It's not comfortable for me, really. Some people want it though. Some people want it and that's absolutely fine. I just more or less think that there's always something to it. There's something that is nobody's perfect. Well, no. No. Um, We can't strive for that. No. So some things don't turn out the way you'd hoped or had planned. They would be partnerships break up. You might never meet Mr. Right but you still don't want to lose your chance to be a mother. You still think, well, Well, and we were discussing this just before about how we have, you know, a lot of people who've had babies maybe, what do you do if you don't meet the right person at the right time? You know, a lot of women who are, say, in their early 40s who are having babies and someone will say to them at a bus stop, Oh, you're an older mum, aren't you? Oh, or gee. are you going to have more? Judges, the old Ron. Yeah, there was yeah Ron's all about. It's like you, well, that person may not have had a choice as to when they met their person. Correct, right? So, and then also, what if you never meet them, but you want kids? And we've had friends who've we have gone and got themselves knocked up. However, that that looks like so they could have babies. inseminated, artificially inseminated, inseminated. But still, the thing is, I. I feel very inspired by that. I feel very inspired well, it's by very brave. women being brave and saying, I can't turn off my mummy clock that's mm-hmm. ticking yep. and my desire for it. Not just the fact that your ovaries are ticking, the fact that you're yearning so desperately to become a mother and you should be able to. So science allows you to have that. Yes. So I feel quite inspired when women take the plunge and say, I'm going to do this. Yes, it's expensive and, yes, it's hard and, yes, it's extremely taxing on your body Um, but what better gift do you get out of it than your child? I know, amazing. So I've known a couple of people to do it and they've never been happier. I know. Well, they've got their little – Which is really great. And they're happy to be a single mum. I know someone, friend of a friend of a friend, who who, accidentally fell pregnant but just right at the time when she, you know, still wanted to have kids, hadn't met the right guy and he wanted to be part of the child's – Life, but he lived in another country, and she went. Oh well, if you really want, you can stay there. <laughs> just let me. Just let do, me do can my I just thing. have it. Thank yeah. you. Okay, and done. You've done your part. And he was like, okay, you know, and it kind of worked out perfectly. And yeah, yeah. she's like, yeah, bingo, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. So whatever it's, that looks like, fantastic. Whatever it looks like, but I think I've also got some friends that have separated or divorced mm. from the birth daddy, um, and or the baby daddy, and have, are now. Very happy with new partners and things like that. And at the time, you you do grieve a loss, no no doubt mm. about it. Um, and for whatever reason, your marriage didn't work. It doesn't mean that there's not happiness out there. I actually met this woman on the beach on the weekend, and just bumped into her. Her son was kicking sand around with Summer, and she was chatting, and she was stood next to this guy, and they, I thought. They were husband and wife, the way they were kind of were you interacting. I totally assumed. And I said to her as he walked, he goes, okay, I'm going now, see ya. I said, oh, look, I'm sorry, I assumed he was your husband. She goes, oh, no, no, he's my ex. And I said, and she goes, it's actually really good. We got pregnant quite quickly. We weren't ready to be parents. Um, however, you know, as you know, having children put a bit of pressure on you. So we decided we didn't want to be together, but we also wanted to be the best parents we could be for our little boy, so we don't live too far from each other. It's completely amicable, and we do our best for him. Yeah, and I th- and I thought to myself, well, that's great. 
I mean, not all breakups can be amicable, but I found some bit of comfort in her saying that so comfortably, I suppose, and openly to I was to her a complete stranger. And yeah. she just basically said, we aren't together, but we parent really well and we do our best. So it didn't look like how I thought it would look like either, but that's okay too. Well, that's nice when you have two people who are on the same page. Sometimes despite you don't your have that, issues. unfortunately. No, but when, yeah, rarely you do get that where two people can work together for the sake of the kids, which is great. Yeah, it is. Gotta love it. So that's, love, you know, love. Yeah, love, love. Don't let a man control your money. Exactly. But you know what? Sometimes <laughs> it's even a bit, <laughs> Don't let a man control you with money. 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 Money, 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 money. So don't let a man control you with money. That's a bit of a big deal. And it can mean so many things because Dan is the main breadwinner in our family and I feel sometimes like I shouldn't go and splurge for myself because I'm not bringing in enough that he more than he brings in. But he says no, if you need to well, go buy nice. it, don't worry about it. That's right. It's okay. I mean, don't go and buy, you know, Dolce & Gabbana bloody handbags when we've got to feed our kids. Yeah. But if Discuss I – Discuss yeah. Dan doesn't care at all. But I care. But why should I – why do I care so much? You care because you feel like you're not working. You know, you're as, as according to what work looks like in our society, you go to an office, go to a job, Yeah, because I can't monetise what I That's do for exactly the children. Right. Exactly. So you, you feel guilty. I contribute to our finances, however, not to the level that Dan yes, does. to the same degree. And That's I feel right. guilty about that. But I shouldn't because I'm the main provider for our two children. And if you couldn't, Jeez. he couldn't go and make that money if, and you know, if you had the kids and you weren't there looking after the Correct. kids. Correct, right? Correct. And I shouldn't feel that way and Dan doesn't want me to feel that way nor But it's innate. Make... It's innate. Yeah, it's, it's my issue. <laughs> well, I think it's a lot of our issues and yeah. I think we need to get over it but we need to just be mindful of it and remind ourselves Hey, give yourself a break that we we are working Correct. so that they can do their bit. We're both doing our bit to make this yeah. work as a unit. You're a team. Yep. You're a team. There's You're not a, a team. it's not like one against the other competing as well. A lot of yep. relationships have that whole you know, the bloke works, this is my money, so he gets to make the decisions Correct. about the money mm-hmm. uh, and what they do and what that means. He can go and buy a boat. Correct. But then, oh no, why did you go and do that or spend that money on the holiday or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Sex. Oh, that wasn't exciting, was it? I think no. you were expecting me to do a little song. Do a song. Okay. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all, all the good things, things and the bad things. things. Let's talk about sex. That should be a whole episode on its own. But you're talking about in relation to oh, look. being a wife in the relationship and sex. Yep. Your partner hasn't got – they've gone through certainly a change or a transition into fatherhood, but their body hasn't gone through the transition no. that ours physically has. No, they don't get droopy willies at 30 <laughs> as soon as the baby pops out. Wouldn't that be nice though if they if they just got They're baggy bald. nipples, really long nipples or something, <laughs> stretch marks just appeared on in, on their ass. Just because. And then, then floppy dicks. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good if we all went through the same thing. Don't. Penises kind of flop anyway. Yeah, but years later. Yeah, years real flop. Later. Like down to the floor kind of thing. They've got to, <laughs> like when they're not even needed anyway. They're going to bull clip them up. Yeah, they're going to bull them up. Yeah, bull clip them up. 
Or like a roll mop, you know, roll that up and put a <laughs> toothpick through it. Pickle that for later. No one wants that. No, no. But yes, Yuck. why? what is that, you know? You know, I always found it a bit tricky to turn on Sexy Wife after I'd been a mum all day. So after I'd been oh, what do you do? mum. Well, and also after having the kids, I don't know whether it was my hormones, but I just was in mum mode. I wasn't in wife mode and... Dan was very understanding, but at the at that point, I found it really tricky to turn on the wifey what? scenario. Do you think? Can I ask you a question? Do you think this is after my to, kids have been born? I was also too scared. Is this I was to, like, "Wow, yeah, you're funny." At a thirty-seven minute labour with Oliver, yeah, thirty-seven minutes. So I was That's like, insane. "No one come near me ever." No, I'm petrified. Your Fanny is shocked. <laughs> your Fanny's gone into shock. It's still recovering. It's in therapy, and it'll get back to us. Sees Rhonda. Yeah, yeah. sees Rhonda. <laughs> And charges quite a lot. Anyway, your fanny has many problems. But takes one to know one. Oh. <laughs> I'm confused now about I'm the so, fanny conversation. Well, I was probably meaning that if my fanny's got problems, then yours has too. Well, my fanny's got loads. <laughs> I have cesareans, so my fanny doesn't know what's going on upstairs. It's just like, hey, guys, be quiet in the apartment upstairs. <laughs> Jesus. What are you whinging about? We're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got it going on. Uh, but do you think it's to do with having kids or do you think if it's a, how long you've been in a relationship? Because do you think if both. you've been, yeah, in a relationship, say, for 15 years, let's say, 10 years, I think trying to be sexy, I find this an issue. I can't do it. He knows me too well. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Traipsing around doing a sexy face. And I can't do that seriously. Yeah, or I just yeah. feel like a wanker because it's like. Do you put on your sexy lingerie? No, never. <laughs> But if when I try and I just can't, I don't even, you know what? I don't even try and be sexy. Remember but I told you before, those knickers make me itch a little bit. So I'm just like, they're really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe just don't wear them. Don't wear But they don't think they want anything on you, do they? They're just happy that you're nude. Well, this is the thing. So we'd be sitting watching a Netflix show and it's a bit of a throwdown and a sexy moment on TV. And I'm looking at Dan's side glance going, does he want me to do that tonight? Oh, no. Oh, you're thinking, you're hoping that that doesn't make, get him in the mood to think about sex, right? You're like, oh, oh shit, let's fast forward. I'm really, really tired. Too. I just want to get past yeah. it. I know. Well, I've had Kai say things like, we, we should try that. Why don't we try that yeah. thing? You, Not that we're watching porn. Let's say? just clear it up. What do it's you just, say? I'm just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if my thigh muscles could really hold me up for that long. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Well, there's some positions. Okay, we're talking about positions. This is not about me. This is probably Rhonda's problem. Rhonda, um, that, that, like, they would not, they don't make you look good. No. They're hor- horrendous. Like and, holding but, yourself up. But they do up. on Netflix and they do on Stan. Oh. They look great. The lighting's great. Of it's course. all of this, of you know. Of course. They've not I'm just popped going, out some oh, kids either. Dear. And, you know, yeah. they they literally have a moment and they've climaxed in about 10 seconds. So it's oh, all wow. of those the things. The woman. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of like, oh, and then that's it. And you go, oh, please don't set us all up for failure. You know, what are, you, what are they telling the men out there who are younger watching this, who are, you know, yeah. looking at their future going, oh. All these women that stay at home that are really promiscuous and they just pounce on their husband and when he walks in the door. I'm like, no, again, stop that. Rowl. I'm stop watching, setting us all up for so failure. It's funny. We're watching Cobra Kai, which is like the karate kid, like, but, you know, today's. So it's the same actors. It's like, oh, my God. You know, so the Karate Kid's now like 45 with yeah, kids. Yeah. Anyway, but the wife in that 
is really like, honey, like really understanding. And she looks like she's never had a baby. And, hey. and she's very, yeah, there's a lot of that, she you 18. know, sexy, you know. <laughs> she's a bit older, but there's that whole thing. It's just not, uh, none of it's believable. No, Come it's on. not believable. And it, it does set us up for fake. We kind of look at that and go, oh. And if you look on Google, don't ever look on Google about how many times you should or shouldn't have sex because it's based on rubbish. <laughs> I have to research for this podcast. Oh, and what does it say? Well, it said if you have – it really annoyed me actually. I shut it down because I thought that doesn't take into account anything. What does that even mean, that It question? said like, if you have sex less than 11 times in a year, yeah. you're in a sexless marriage. I wonder who worked that out. A man. <laughs> we need to have it more. I mean, they do say sex is very healthy. It is. It's, healthy it's super for healthy. You, it's super but healthy. I don't, th- I don't think we can prescribe any sort of You know what? Sometimes number. it's a bit tricky when you've got sick kids or you've, you know, your husband's work, whatever. You're tired or you had a bottle of wine. Nothing's working. Fanny has gone to sleep. <laughs> After wine, I cannot wake her up. She is dead to the world. And I'm like, I'm just Sorry. Things are. She's asleep. She's asleep. She's knocked out. I was like, "Come on!" You're like, "No." She's like, "Talk about pickling your privates. It's pickled. <laughs> That's what it is. It's literally being pickled." Sorry, so, mum. I definitely feel that it's super, super important in a relationship, but it is also not the be on the end all. So, this is brings no. me to my next thing, right? Okay. The five languages of love. Five languages of love. Five languages Does that mean of love. like like what? It's Spanish, some, Italian. Well, sex for some people might just not be their thing. They might want other things. It should not be that the fact that if you don't have lots and lots and lots and lots of sex with your partner, that um, that that's a normal relationship. Some women, when they're pregnant, don't want to have sex. They don't feel you know razzy. Some women do. Did some you, women don't. Did you feel sexy when you were pregnant? I didn't feel unsexy. I felt I felt like my body was doing a job. I didn't look at myself and go, you repul-. like I wasn't. No. I was never. My my mind was preoccupied. Sure, with being, as it probably with should be. The job, but your hormones can play a bit of a thing. Sometimes your hormones make you cry all the time mm. when you're pregnant, or you cry, or you laugh, cry, laugh, whatever. Or you get a bit horny. Some get horny, some don't. Some people think they're going to get horny and they don't, or some people think they're not and they do. Whatever. All I'm saying is these five <laughs> love languages. So I'm going to read them to you. Okay, I like this. Words of affirmation. Are they in different languages? No, no. Um, So words of affirmation are basically um, people saying nice things to you. So me saying to you, I love you, T-Dog. I think you're really something special. Oh, are you trying to pick me up? Well, Like when we tried to do that Snapchat thing and we turned you into a boy. And you looked like some sort of like, what did you bogan? Thing. Like a street kid. Yeah, I looked terrible. Um, the next one, number two, mm. is quality time. So going out for dinner or breakfast or a walk with their partner, that might be what is needed for them to feel whole and to feel connected. You know, that's super important. The third one, yes, re- receiving gifts. I mean, I love receiving oh, gifts. Receiving gifts? Is that on gifts. the list? It is. Some people love to receive flowers. So even if you just go and pick a flower from your neighbour's garden, the fact you've walked in with it, it doesn't need to be expensive. Or do you think it's even the a art gesture? Of giving. Is it the gesture of doing something for the other person you wouldn't normally do? No. Well, it could different? be. It could be. So the fourth one is acts of service. Oh, that's so, the one. So that's one of my love languages. I love nothing more than seeing Dan at the sink doing the dishes. In the nude with an apron? No, we've got kids. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, like literally doing doing a job or mopping the floors, an act of service, something like that, something doing something for me, running me a bath. Yeah. 
give me a massage. Yeah. Something. I love it, love it. Or the last one is the fifth one is physical touch. Some people like to be hugged. Yes. They like to have their hair play with. Their knees stroke. Oh, my tickle, God. I love whatever. my head scratch. Can I just say? it is. The, have you had a head scratch before? I ask Summer to play with my hair sometimes and oh I nearly God. go to sleep. Do mummy's hair. will scratch it and I'm like a dog, right? If we're watching Netflix, for example, I'll be on the couch and I will lie down on his <laughs> lap and he's like, I'm getting lucky. I'm like, no. I'll get his hand and put it on my head. Scratch and he just, without head. thinking, will start scratching my head. Try it at home. Get your partner to scratch your head like a scalp. Scratch. It's amazing. So is, is that a surefire way for him to get you in the sack afterwards? He scratches your No, because I get very tired. <laughs> I, um, I want to go to sleep. Creeping on over to his He's lap like, and he goes, I'm not going to get a blowjob. I'm not going to get sex afterwards. I just have to scratch her head and she falls asleep. Yeah. Great. But then I'll make her feel, feel bad the next night because I gave her a big head scratch session. And she'll want to repay it, which is often true, as in with what he likes. Oh, yes. So it's about also doing things that the other person likes, not what you think that they would like because you like it. It's their talking about what what are your love languages. So that's what I mean about how the, the physical touch or the fact that just the act of having sex might not be your number one love language. It's important, but it's not the be on the end of all. So take the pressure off. Don't look on Google because Google's a load of rubbish. That's right. To Listen to like Rhonda. That. Hey, yeah. Rhonda. Think, think tonight what um, language of love you're you're channeling this evening. And you've got to do things for yourself. Put it, you've put got it into to action. put yourself first. I'm a big believer in that. You've got to. You don't just do things to please your partner. You've got to do them to please yourself and each other. And if you're not being pleased, you talk about it. Need to voice it, work through it together, and that's, that's where that right. communication. I think a lot of people get just complacent. Do it to please them. They get complacent because there's so much going on. Mm. It's the last thing you think in your life needs work on, working that's on. Right. You tend to kind of go, yeah, I know that's a bit of a thing, but it's not the be all and end all. Mm. Let's put that down the list of priorities, and we'll get to it at some point. Years go past, and you haven't had sex in like. Five years. Yeah. So I think you're right. Yeah, it needs yeah. to it needs to be put back on the top of the list. Yep. Number two. It is a tricky task, I think, to be all these jobs. And back to what we we're saying at the beginning of this podcast is the jobs of being a friend, a mother, time for yourself, time for your partner. Sometimes it could be a job that allow that make means they get home really late because they're they're in the office or they're starting a new venture or, or a tradie. Yep. As long as you two are okay with whatever's going on. In your bedroom and you've talked about – that's the thing. People go, oh, communication. They bang on, but it is so true. Oh, my gosh. Communication someone's got is walls the up, root of everything. The, someone's got those walls up not talking. What can you do you with gotta that? Talk. You've got to talk. you got to talk. And I'm a stewer, like I stew on things. So he kind of sees things that do I've been you? stewing on for ages and come left field. But I feel so much better when I've verbalised it. You do. I'm a bit – I can tend to be a, bit, a little bit passive-aggressive about something. I will, oh, no. I will talk Wouldn't about you? it and let it go. <laughs> then I'll be, yeah, okay. I'll be in a mood, purposely be in that mood yep. for like a day. And then eventually I'm like, well, this has to end at some point. Yeah, I've got yeah. to make a decision that this ends and we're going to have to talk about it. But Kai's very good at like, let's talk about it. Okay, now let's all play a game of you know. Like we could just get, move on like as if it's never been, it's never happened. I'm glad we sorted it. Do you, you know, know what which... I have done before? I've done it a number of occasions and it works a treat. If um, Dan has done something like, I don't know, farted in the bedroom or whatever, I've turned around and said, you know what, we were going to have um, some special time tonight but now we're not because you've done that. Okay, 
Yeah. All right, I was going to do this with you. I was going to, just so you know what you've lost, I'm going to go to sleep now. You can think about what you've done. Yeah. Something like that. I know. So and, then, totally... and then do you use it as like, well, uh, that counts as me, yep. you know, coming on to you. Yeah, yeah. And you've lost that out. <laughs> yeah. So that counts, P.S., as sex for the night that we didn't have. Yeah, yeah, because you, that was your fault. Were you saying that just because My lady you were parts were awake. Were you really not up for it? No. You just say that, were you? <laughs> totally. Yeah, I know, right? I was like, it's all, it's all good, but I'll say that just so he knows. And he's like. Kind of staring at the signals to say, is she joking or not? I'm not sure. (laughs) Just go with it. Oh, my God. I can't believe you eat his farts down the hallway. Well, I did. I think I was kind of like shuffling down there in in socks really quietly, but to tell him off in like the the... quietest voice about how dare he fart near Ollie's room door, that then woke him up. But you know what? Your partners, that's what it's about. It's You have to call a spade a spade with them. Yeah. If I hadn't have communicated with Dan as much as we have done mm. and been open and honest about the fact that our relationship has gone through lots of different changes through when we first met each other, we travelled together, we lived overseas together, we came back to Australia, we lived in a unit together, we then renovated a home together, we then had children together. Or we did lots of different types of things that we've gone through these different stages. So if we didn't communicate, things would look a little bit differently. So that's what I put down to is a successful marriage is based on communication. Communication, essence of every type of relationship, lady. It is. It is. In your workplace, and love at language. home. What is your love language? We don't know. Is it oh, physical touch? I want to hear mine. Physical yeah. touch, your head scratch. No, I reckon it's the acts of um, service, doing mm. little things. Yeah. I, I love a good hug from high, like a nice hug, a squeezy hug. Yeah. I do love that. But I do love seeing Dan do the dishes and I've told him, I'm saying, I love seeing you do those dishes and it's a win-win because the dishes get done yeah, and I feel good. See, I don't like Kai doing the dishes sometimes though because if the way he stacks the dishwasher, oh, he's oh, you're putting one of things. those people? Yeah, but I'm like, why would you put that on top of that thing? It's not going to clean that bit. <laughs> it's like when he does. Do you correct him? Well, I just secretly go on and change yeah, it. Yeah, good, good, good. And then he, when he ever, if he ever has to put the clothes on the line, who will use one peg, five socks? I've seen it happen. You'll get five socks with one peg. Really? Yeah. Because he's just like too – it's too annoying. You know how annoying it is to hang up socks if you're hanging them on a line, one mm, peg, one yeah, peg. Yeah, yeah. And the smaller the sock, the more freaking annoying it is to yeah, hang up. Yeah. yeah. So he'll like go – wolfy oh, socks, yeah. rolly socks. Yeah. He'll grab like a whole handful and just use one dirty old <laughs> peg. And then you when – especially in the summer, when they've been on there too long, he pulls them off. They're like crustified together. Yeah. But there's still that part and on the inside the, that's wet. Yeah. That, <laughs> Like that's and they're all bent nothing. over because of the peg that's jammed them on the line. And not only that, they've lost colour. Like, they're discoloured socks. Seriously. And they're Black's all pink. now grey. Yeah. It's the small things. That's what it's about, lady. Being a wife, being the woman, being the mum. Do you know what? Quick little pat on the back. Okay. I mean, that's such a condescending term to say, but I think we friggin' deserve it to play all these roles as a good wife, a good mother, a good friend. Like, it's hard to do. Yeah. Well yeah. done to you, lady. What were you two? Okay. Woohoo. Go Ooh. us. Savvy Blanc. Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare is produced by Soundball Productions and hosted by Chanel Franklin and Tamara Linky. We would love to hear from you, so please email us on motherhoodabeautifulnightmare at gmail.com or just for kicks, check out our website at motherhoodabeautifulnightmare.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode of Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare and can find two minutes in between managing those little nutters, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Hey, word on the street is it helps people find us. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.